Hi, is this Marion? Yes, it is. Hi, Marion. This is Maggie McGregor. Hi, Maggie. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. Where Where are you from? I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania, in the United oh, States. Nice. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. a long Fantastic. way. Fantastic. A long, long way away. And what time is it there for you? It's 8 o'clock at night. Wow, okay. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Miriam, do you mind if this call is recorded? No, it's very fine. Okay. Marion, I love the dressmaker, and I looked up your work, um, and I I work in fashion. I'm a fashion stylist, but I also have a background in costume design. I'm 28, um, but I just really admire you as a costume designer. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I have a blog, so this that's what this will be used for. Um, it's just like a styling blog, and I'm going to expand it, so you'll actually be my first interview, so... I'm so excited, uh, yeah, to do this. Um, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> what are you working on? Um, are you working on any projects right now? Well, I, sh- I should actually this very moment be in Italy and Croatia doing the film, but that's just been put back, which is very unfortunate because it's quite cold. It's just quite cold in Melbourne now. Um, no, and it was a really great film, but I've... Um, I've been working on two exhibitions. I do quite a lot of exhibition work as well, which I really enjoy. And I've been doing an exhibition, um, curating an exhibition in South Australia, um, um, which is in Australia, a different state, um, with the National Trust, um, using their uh, putting together a show called The Age of Elegance. Um, that um, from their collection, and, it's, and uh, that's been a lot of fun. And um, in July, I have a show that's a lot of, which is my collection that's put on show, and it's a show about collections, which will be on in Brisbane. So, yeah, I've been hard at work on other projects. Oh, wow. Um, So a collection, um, like for an exhibition, will that be shown to the public? Yeah, it will be. Uh, It will be, it starts in July in Brisbane. And um, Did you say Britain? Uh, Brisbane. Brisbane. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, Queens, Queensland. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm so I'm so far away. I'm That's not familiar right. with probably. the geography. <laughs> yeah, no, it's probably completely alien words to you. <laughs> I have a sister um, who's studying in Melbourne actually right now, and um, oh really? She's, yeah, she's trying to describe to me like how things are different. Um, yeah, so I'm like learning. She recently, my parents went over a few weeks ago, and they brought me back all this Australian junk food. <laughs> so I was eating. Ah, and what 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 was it? She brought me four, or my my other sister who went to visit with my parents um brought four packs of Tim Tams. I guess they got from okay. the airport. Yeah, the cookies. <laughs> um, yeah, and she brought me some chocolate also. Um, she said it was like a Cadbury egg. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, oh, so I'm enjoying so that. World. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe it when I read where you were from, and then asking you, they were actually there. Um, so funny. <laughs> um, so, what is the exhibition on um, that you said in July? Uh, it's an exhibition called "The Bower Bird and the Bride." Um, it's all about oh, it's. it's all about how collections collide and how collections 
come together to make a really large collection and, and decided to do it around um, bridal brides because family treasures, um, family treasures, the thing people have always kept cherished and stored is actually everything around the wedding because it's been such a, it is such a revered sort of thing, the family treasure. Uh-huh. And people save the, the, you know, things in the glory books and, and, and beautiful sounds made for the wedding night and all of the, all of the stuff and the beautiful handkerchiefs that people used to embroider with, you know, good luck and beautiful sort of elegant swans and doves and all sorts of things. And there's all this extraordinary paraphernalia around weddings and it was quite a community sort of effort. And they're all the treasures that have been stored. So I've been collecting an enormous amount of things around weddings and so put together an exhibition that starts from um, uh, 1860 to 1970 and um, made all the headpieces and look I've been having fun really. It's been the two years work. <laughs> oh my gosh! Putting this exhibition together but um, yeah, That's it's um, quite exciting. There's some beautiful pieces in it. My sister... Um she got married two years ago, and um, she wore the veil that was my grandmother's and my great grandmother's. She was her That's name is right. her name is yeah her <laughs> name is Grace, and she was the fourth Grace in my family to wear the veil. Oh wow! Yeah, and we went like that's I mean, beautiful. And that's what the exhibition is about, how okay. people, how families collect things and store things and the importance of all of, of all of the, all, of all collections. Yeah, um, it was really incredible because we brought the veil with us to New York where like there were showrooms for her to try on gowns and of course the big one is Vera Wang and we brought it to Vera Wang and we said, you know, what do you think it'll match the dress? And they were like, We've never seen like a veil this intricate, so she was so excited to wear it. And then when she did, like no one had ever seen anything like it because when it was made, there were still lace mills in the United States. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, that was so special, like to our family. So yeah, I kind of understand um where you were going with the exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm thrilled that she wore it, and, and you know, and things we live in such a disposable world. Yeah, and um, for for a lot of, I mean, it makes me like a very old woman, but for a lot of the younger generations, it's so completely disposable. The idea that something's a few hundred years old and it still exists and it still right. is in one piece is just truly mind blowing to them mm-hmm. because they used to, um, you know, buy something from Zara, and mm-hmm. uh, a year later, like <laughs> a season later, it's actually in the bin. Yeah, yeah. Um. No, so I, like, personal shop in between my styling projects because that, like, gives me a lot of cash flow. And um, clients that I work with, um, they're like, what the heck is this, like, fast fashion? And I'm like, I know, I don't want to sell it to you because it's not going to last, it's not well made. And, um, yeah, like, clients who, you know, are set in their business and are doing well and can afford to have a personal shopper, yeah, they don't get it at all, like the disposable ways mm. of my generation. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm familiar with, yeah, like that feeling. I, I can identify <laughs> with the people my age, but I also like understand, yeah, um, how foreign it is. And I really um, revere, yeah, 
um, the heirlooms of Yeah, and it's, it's, it's lovely, um, you know, paying homage to the dressmakers of the past and to the skills that, that was, uh, that were out there in the community. And it didn't, it, it didn't have to be uh, a dress that was worn by a princess. It's some of the dresses and the cuts and the skills that were out there are just are so beautiful. It sort of brings tears to your eyes, the beauty and the way it's made and the, and the attention to detail and the true beauty of the, of the cloth. And a lot of people, the wedding was a thing that they really impoverished themselves for. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you know, it's something that, it's something that you know, just blows my mind. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. I'm quite moved by a lot of the sort of social history with a lot of these dresses. They've actually come with social history, um, with the stories behind them. Um, and there's some stories that just really, are, 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 some of them are so incredibly sad, but also the most uplifting in the end. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I really, like, admired the couture and, like, the design in the movie um, because it was unlike anything I've seen, really, like, in film lately. And definitely those designs were nothing like I've had exposure to, like, in my fashion career. Um, Because, like you said, like, my generation, like, everything's so disposable. Um, Yeah, can you tell me about those designs and, like, where your inspiration came from? (laughs) Well, my my inspiration really came from... Well, I I sort of believe that when you start a project, mm-hmm. um, you need to thoroughly go into the look and the style of the period right. and the undergarments mm-hmm. and what the silhouette was. And once you understand the silhouette, then that gives you the freedom to design. So you then got your own, you draw on your own creativity. But the, the what really inspired me for that um, exhibition is that I was looking at a lot of. Um, Irving Penn's work and um, Richard Evans' work, um, photographers of the time, that uh, photography had really just changed styles and just being a very highly composed piece in the studio, it went out into the streets of Paris and, you know, hung off the Eiffel Tower and, and leaned against elephants and did extraordinary sort of um, shots that were, were full of life and energy. Mm-hmm. And I was really struck by that energy and life and that's what I wanted to bring to the to the dressmaker. Um, I wanted to be able to translate that, and so hence the clothes had a lot of movement and sort of actually humour, I think. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was quite a dark piece, and the clothes had to tell, tell the story. It was the art of the film, the um, story line. So you had to want to actually, you had to go on a journey with these women. Mm-hmm. And um, the location was such an extraordinary location, that very sort of dusty sort of outback, mm-hmm. that I remember standing out there and looking at it and thinking, my, uh, I'm putting high-end fashion out here? What? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I was just standing in, in um, the location and then I saw these incredibly beautiful birds with windspans. And they were just gliding in the air currents. And then it occurred to me that this whole thing was about birds putting themselves. And so the bird motif kept popping that without within that film, especially like with Gertrude's big cape that opened, the Ganza cape. 
and a lot of the um, motifs on you know some of the dresses and stuff were were birds and so they were they were all peacocks and you know it was completely about uh, appealing to people's vanity right. yeah so that's how where I came from yeah, that's amazing. Something that comes back to me is definitely Gertrude's cape. <laughs> like, again and again, <laughs> I find myself looking at that picture. Um, yeah, they were such um, beautiful designs. So where was um, the film filmed? Uh, Melbourne. Um, okay. And in, yeah, well, in Victoria, really, okay. uh, which is the state, because we did quite a lot of it in sort of the um, Shepparton and Horsham country locations. Um, we did quite a lot in sort of, um, uh, I've forgotten the name of it. It's this really beautiful um, nature reserve, actually, okay. uh, is where the township was built, just um, 45 minutes out of Melbourne. Um, let me see. I have some questions written, but... Um, um, where did you go to school? Did you go to school for costume? I, I, uh, there was I'm, I'm a fan of the school of life. <laughs> yep. Well, I, I did fashion design at RMIT, which is um, uh, it was a really good fashion school, uh-huh. and um, so I started there. I had been doing for quite a few years at school, um, pattern making, um, drafting, etc. So I started going there, and I, but I always knew I didn't want to be a, a fashion designer okay. and um, didn't quite know where I was going. But I used to do fashion parades uh, when I was in my early 20s, like, you know, 20, 21. And um, a producer came and asked me to do a film. And um, the arrogance of youth, youth said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, I, I went, oh, my gosh, I found my tribe. So from then on, I decided that I had to go and start at the bottom and learn everything about filmmaking. And so I applied for a job at a television station and got that and just worked my way up. Um, got headhunted after six months by a big sort of um, film production house. Uh, he did a lot of period stuff. And um, I just realized, it, you know, it was perfectly suited to me. And, yeah. um, yes. Um. I find, like, I mean, I, my story's similar, um, not the same project, but um, I went to a liberal arts school in the United States, and um, I had a Jesuit education, like, my family's Catholic, and when I got mm-hmm. to the school, I just, like, knew I was interested in fashion, and they they didn't have a fashion department, but they had a theater department, and I said, can I help you work on costumes, and that's how I learned. They have this incredible theater ah. department. And this woman just educated me, and I was just like, I received this education that was better than what I ended up like pursuing in fashion styling at FIT. Um, FIT what a fabulous journey! Yeah, like I didn't receive a degree at FIT, but that kind of like launched me into like, okay, like I have the confidence to do this. And I took a few styling classes, and then I just, yeah, I got an internship, and I started, yeah, just doing styling and designing. So. Similar, similar. <laughs> um, it's always a, it's always quite luck, really. Yeah. In so many ways. I mean, we're given these paths, and whether we, we sort of grasp them with two hands, it's um, up to us, really. But uh, it's always quite luck getting this industry because there's no easy way. Mhm. Yeah. 
That's absolutely right. Um, yeah, I kind of have found like having a blog is kind of like building my portfolio so that like over and over again, as I try and build connections, at least I have something to refer people to. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. There's no easy way. Um, so you live in Mel- Melbourne? Melbourne? Yeah, I do live in Melbourne. Okay. Um, do you do most work out of there? Well, you were saying the exhibitions. Um, no, I do um, work all over the world, really. Right, um, right, okay. One must, one, one must travel uh, if you want to do projects that you really want to do. Yeah. Um, they're not always here, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, no, that's definitely like I have the attitude with my life that like I'm ready to kind of like move or go um, based on a project. Um, yeah, uh, like I'm not that fruitful in my career yet, but um, I definitely can identify with that. Um, Marion, what advice would you have to a fashionista like me or a designer like me? Never stop looking and exploring. Okay. And you need to look at all the arts, not just not just fashion books. You need to look at architecture and art and the history. Um, yeah, never stop looking, never stop being curious. Okay. That's great advice. Um, I feel like the reason... <laughs> oh, go ahead. Were you going to say something? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Um. I feel like the reason I liked fashion design was because I was always searching for the reason why. Um, my family is much more mathematical, but they all, like, um, interestingly enough, were history majors. So I feel like I'm mm-hmm. like them in that way because I'm searching for, like, okay, where did this come from? And, like, yeah, what was this inspired by? Um, yeah. And uh, everything everything in fashion is inspired by some previous previous some decade and uh, the repetition of, of um, um, ideas is um, has been played on since the beginning of time really. Okay. And it's quite interesting when you see echoes of like the Victorian and then you see the 70s that's a complete sort of echo but then the 70s also draws from the 20s and it's okay. really interesting to see how it's really sort of put in a bit of a melting pot and pulled out the other end. And um, <laughs> Yeah. What happens to it on the way? It's quite, it's, it's quite fascinating. Yeah. Um, no, I feel like I know that costume design and design is a good fit for me because, like, I find myself not being able to get enough. Like, you know, um, like going through books and, like, looking at logs, like, online um, and looking. Yeah. So that's great advice. Um, yeah. Um, do you have a team that works with you? Like a I do. I, I that you had to trust. I, I do. There's a lot of people. It, it changes a bit from project to project. Yeah, I'm sure. Depending on what the project needs and mm-hmm. where it actually is. But yes, I have um, a lot of stuff. Some of my machinists, one of my machinists in particular, has been working with me on and off for 35 years. Okay. So I do have a really great team, and it's really fabulous, uh, um, and it's unbelievably. Uh, talented technicians. Wow, wow. So I just have a few more questions, um, and these are much lighter. Um, I find that a lot of women, like, kind of have, like, a uniform that they wear day to day, like, pieces that they go to over and over again. I was wondering, like, kind of what your uniform was, like, what pieces you go to to work. 
<laughs> well, basic black. <laughs> basic black. We black. Do. Okay. We do. And black, black, and it's just quite streamlined because you you have to, which is really easy then to adapt to if you've got to go out at night or you've got to, right. you've got to be in a fitting. You can just put on a nice jacket. So it is quite. Um, it's it's very sort of um, classic, I suppose. Okay. Wow, yeah. that's um very nicely put. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I have to ask, um, I'm one of four girls. I also have two brothers, but I'm one of four girls, and we're dying to know how Liam Hemsworth was to work with. Oh, Liam. Liam is just a really gorgeous boy. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> that, came across, really... that came across in the film. <laughs> Oh look, he, he's just—he's really, actually, a really, really lovely, rounded individual, and it was a complete treat. Oh, that's great! That's great to hear. Yeah, um, he's—he's he's really beautifully brought up. He's a really nice lad. Okay. Okay. Mm. Um. All right. So just um, a few more things. Um, these are just basic questions that I'm just going to put to kind of like entice readers. Um, so how do you take your coffee? I hear that Australians are kind of, in a great way, coffee snobs. Is that true? Oh, they are. They're yeah. They're coffee snobs. I love coffee, <laughs> so I, I envy <laughs> your baristas. <laughs> um, I'm espresso. Espresso? Espresso, straight, black. Okay. okay, black. All right. Um, yeah, my parents were so confused when they went because even in the Dunkin' Donuts in the airport, they don't serve just black coffee. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I would love it. I would adjust quite well. Um, yeah, it's more like uh, it's more Italian the way we drink our coffee and oh, the size okay. and, the, and, the, and, the, um, and the type of coffee. So espresso is a little short, you know, short. Um, yes. So, yeah, I, I do understand because I've spent a bit of time in America. Uh, I always get, you know, it's, it's completely different terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so um, who is your fashion muse? Do you have like someone that you admire? Well, uh, yes, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, completely inspired by uh, uh, Vionet, and also I would say that Alexander McQueen, his okay. work. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a show of his um, a few years ago in London, and I'd always seen his pieces and really admired him mm-hmm. uh, and his work. And then you see his pieces in 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 um, up close, and he's just blown away by the detail and the way it's put together. It's really he was he was okay. a sculptor, really okay. beautiful. Um, and I'm sorry, who was the first designer that you said? Um, um, Vionet. Vionet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you have a mantra from day to day? Is there something you repeat to yourself to be inspired or just <laughs> to carry on? Never settle for second best. Never, Never Oh, that's second great. Best. Okay. Okay, and one final question. Do you have a go-to nail polish color? No, no, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm far, I'm far too, uh, 
Oh, that would be good. That, that color would be great. I only ever do my toes. Right, okay. I uh, don't do my fingers because they chip. Um, exactly. But um, it's much more instinctive. It's much more sort of uh, uh, random than that. Okay. I don't know. All right. Well, um, those are all the questions that I have for you. But um, Ooh, oh, you thank know, you. I do have. I do have one more. Um, how many hours did you like? About how many hours um, do you spend like on a film, or did like the dressmaker take? Whoa. Um, <laughs> what? What? What she completely. Oh. Once you start, you have to understand you become so completely consumed. Okay. I, I'm l- very, very, very lucky that I have a very understanding husband and and um, a stepson, and I just disappear for big slabs of time. Yes. And <laughs> I go to work and I come home and all I do is sleep, and they don't see me for months and months and months. Oh, I'm so happy that I am not the only person who lives like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so reassuring. In a family of doctors and lawyers and engineers, <laughs> mm. that is very interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess I, I could ask a few more casual fashion questions, and then I promise I am done. Um, what would you say every girl has to have, like, in their closet? Mm. Oh. Are these too fashion Gosh. for you? No. Oh. Do not leave this way. No? You don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, what's something you wouldn't walk out the door without? Uh, my something? handbag. Okay. All right. Handbag. That's Never a good answer. my handbag. Um, hmm? And then, is there a piece that a woman can never go wrong with when she's dressing? Um, great underwear. Great underwear. There we go. Great underwear. <laughs> That's a great suggestion, yes. Okay, and what is something you always carry in your handbag? Uh, lipstick. Lipstick. That's a great answer. My mom always carries lipstick. <laughs> All right. And finally, do you have any advice for me going forward? I, I love that you're involved in things and finding your way in, in and keeping yourself motivated. And uh, I will just keep, you know, putting your fears out and, and exploring the world like you are. I think it's terrific. Great. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed this. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I hope that you stay well. I'll look for your projects in the future. Thank you. And thank you for reaching out. It's really lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck, Marion. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.